Welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the ships of chaos. Well, while you're pulling up the story, Johnny, how's your week going? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, staying busy? Staying busy, switched over my playlist to Christmas music. (laughs) Who's on your playlist for Christmas? The entire Glee Christmas discography. Yes. Any pentatonics? Uh, I don't have any pentatonics on my computer, but like... When I feel like listening to Pentatonix, I set my phone on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. If I shared it on Facebook, and if I find it again, I'll share it to the group. It's just kind of funny. Um, this little cartoon, I think, that the Pentatonix made about how they don't want to make another Christmas album. <laughs> and one of them's like, no, we need more Christmas. So then they do, like, this bit, like, medley of a couple different Christmas songs. And it's, it's just, like, a cute little funny you know, cartoon. So if I find it, I'll share it again. I enjoyed it. I giggled. (laughs) Fun. I've never really been like a huge Pentatonix fan. I just, whenever they come up on my Christmas, like playlists, Mm -hmm. they're, they sing good. They're great. You know, just. They released like a 12 days of Christmas this year. And I just don't like it. Oh, you know, I I just. 12 days or the 12 gifts? Because that song needs to end. Like the 12 days of Christmas. Oy, oy, oy. It's like, they, like every verse, they like change up like the beat and it just, it's hard to keep track of. Yeah, that's, that's, I hate that. I've never hated a Christmas song so much as I hate that song. Like I heard that joke the other day, the 12 days of Christmas is the Christmas version of 100 bottles of beers on the wall. A rough one to listen to. Yeah. And I got a new poster that I framed today. So. Design your poster. What is it? It is Ezra Miller it, from Playboy. I applaud you. I, I, I love those pictures. He's so. awesome for Ezra. Yeah. He's awesome. And I got my Christmas cards started so i can send those out this week yay <laughs> however i think um as people are listening to this episode this one should be like on new year's eve so uh all of this should have already happened <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. <sighs> well with that being said since you're hearing this after all the holidays i hope everybody's holiday went great you uh had some good family time while staying COVID safe. Don't eat too much. Don't eat too much, but enjoy some hot chocolate. And I think that's my favorite thing about Christmas. It's just the hot drinks. I'm so cold (laughs) all the time. For those of you who are over 21, try to minimize the alcohol, but enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Just at the end of the day, enjoy yourself, but stay safe. Yeah. You know, that's, 
Let's all have yeah. fun and stay safe. That, that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> My mom and I tried eggnog with peppermint vodka. That was fun. Mm, was it good? I know oh, you guys aren't big drinkers so as it is. No, we're not big drinkers. And like, I woke up with a headache the next day. Vod you know, vodka's tough. That's something hard if you're not a big drinker. Yeah. But was it worth it? Was it tasty? It was so tasty. And what's funny is like there were three people like on shift that that the next morning in my department and all of us were hungover. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But eh, how was your week, Jess? You know, it's it's going good. I uh, I've said this a lot and I'll say it before, but I work a lot. So I've been spending like 12 hours every day just working. And sometimes I get off of work and go back to work. It's just, I'm not complaining because I love, love, love my job, but it's just kind of endless and it leaves little time for fun. So I'm happy to be in our chaotic hour. <laughs> Are you still living the pantsless life? Always. <laughs> I think I, well, you know, um, we, oh, okay. So let me, this is something ha eventful that happened in my life. I took my daughter to see the Polar Express, which is a train ride here um, in Arizona. Uh -huh. And um, I actually put a pair of jeans on. That was <laughs> a wild experience. <laughs> but um, the Polar Express was just magical. And I cried a little bit. And I think I posted to the group my Alama ugly sweater she found me. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. It I had a sequins all over the arms. So every time I moved, I left sequins behind, like it just kept falling off. And then on the Polar Express, if you're familiar with the movie, they they have like the chefs that like uh -huh. give you hot chocolate and they dance. Uh -huh. Same, same thing happens here. But the chef made me stand up with her and shimmy because uh -huh. it like sparkled. <laughs> sequins went everywhere. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. She goes, she looked like Vegas. I felt like Vegas in that stupid sweater. <laughs> uh, I I work every day now. I work at Walmart, so I have to wear pants, like, every day now. Bummer. Yeah. Did you find at least comfortable pants? Yeah, I, I have comfortable pants, and I bought some comfortable shoes. Um, has it gotten easier? I know, like, your first week, you're, you were so sore. Do you think oh, you've yeah. gotten used to it? Yeah, like, I, um, first paycheck, I went to Academy and bought, like, $100 shoes. Mm -hmm. And it was much better. It's helpful, yeah. Yeah. Got to get that good support. So. Yeah. It took, like, a week for the shoes to break in, but now it's much better. Oh, good. So, do you, are you guys just getting biz busy, pretty busy, right? Oh my God, if one more person asked me if we have a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series <laughs> X, Xbox Series S, I'm going to die. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, every day, like 50 times a day, someone that comes up and asks for a PlayStation 5 or an X Xbox Series X S. I can't even say it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I think I walked into, like, Target, and they had a big sign that says, we do not have it. <laughs> I should do that. I should print out a big sign in the, like, I work in the photo lab. 
I should put out a big sign that says we do not have the Xbox Series S or the PlayStation 5. Yeah, Target has it just posted like on their front door. Yeah. I'm sure people see it and are just like, okay, not coming here. But that's yeah. stupid. Always go to Target. Target's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I work in the photo lab, so I get a discount. So. Um, so I guess you're processing probably like a lot of um, Christmas cards. Yeah, like at least two hours of my shift every day is cutting Christmas cards. It's fun, but it's fun. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it's great. Like Could be worse. <laughs> like the the photo lab is ex is like an extension of like the electronics section, so. Mm -hmm. I spent like half an hour helping an old, an old elderly woman, woman figure out the, like the photo kiosk today. It was great. And, yeah. and, and <clears throat> yesterday, mom and I finished season five of Teen Wolf. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cough on you. Um, that's exciting. So. See, so we, wow. You're going to hate me. We've talked about the six seasons in total. Yeah, six, seven, six, six. Jeff Davis, Jeff Davis, who was the like the director of Teen Wolf, just released a statement saying there will be no seventh season of Teen Wolf. Please stop saying there will be a seventh season of Teen Wolf. When did the sixth season end? Was didn't it end like seventeen? Oh, yeah. By now you should get the hint. <laughs> yeah. It's not happening. Well, somebody set up a, a few weeks ago. Somebody set up a YouTube, mm -hmm. like the fish, the, a fake YouTube that says the official MTV YouTube, and mm -hmm. has been posting videos announcing the seventh season of Teen Wolf. So people have been really confused. So Jeff Davis had to come on line and actually say no this account is false and we are we are in talks with mgm about a new teen wolf but there will be no seventh season of teen wolf if there is anything it'll be a whole new cast and a completely different story hmm. i don't know how i feel about a whole new cast and a whole new story yeah neither do i like maybe do like another because there was a movie in the 80s, so maybe do, like, another movie or, like, a, I don't know. I just yeah. don't know how I feel about it. I think it's it'd be too great soon. If, yeah, I think it'd be great if they did, like, a Teen Wolf movie with, like, Dylan O'Brien and... Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I would, I would be Tyler for Posey. bringing back... I would bring back the cast for, like, a reunion movie, movie. type thing, but, like... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's too soon. It's too soon. And yesterday they um, they announced that they are rebooting True Blood on HBO. Hmm. I mean, that's there's so many books, so they have a lot to like go off of. Yeah, and like that move that that sh the show ended so terribly mm -hmm. that I think they need a reboot. Do you know um, if they're going to bring back the original cast? Yes. With the original cast? That's cool. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Except for Lafayette. Oh, yeah. Because Lafayette passed away. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's been 10 years, but yeah. 
No, oh, the, he no, did. The actor passed away. Oh, I didn't know that. But didn't he? They kill him in the show at some point, and I then they brought him back. No, they killed him in the book, but they decided not to kill him off in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've read the most of the series. Yeah, um, like I read it a couple times, so I think that's where I get confused on like the plot because yeah, they are somewhat different. They're very different. But no, Lafayette died, uh, like, they found his body the very beginning of the second book, or the th- beginning of the uh-huh. third book. No, I think, I think he, I think the first book left it at a cliffhanger mm-hmm. of, like, what's happening? And then the second book, it, um, they find his body. You're right. Yeah. But, okay, so the actor died. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, a couple years ago. I think it was 2018. He, he was an alcoholic. That sucks. Yeah. Well, okay, I hope so he's in a better place. May he rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. So sh- shall we, shall we have a wonderful recap from our Jess? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. So <coughs> picture this. Last episode, we were. Um, Part one of chapter five. Yes. Part one. So chapter five, part one, pandemonium. Let me tell you, this was like an action movie, right? So we have people in the basement, people sneaking around the house. Um, We have baseball bats, I think, being thrown at people's heads. Not thrown, like swung at people's heads. Yeah. We have a couple people die. Not our boys. Our boys are safe. But um, we have a couple of the hunters die, unfortunately, I guess, for them. But good for our boys. Um, And Derek and Styles have to vacate the house. Uh, And at the end of part one, um, Derek is driving. Derek is driving. Derek is driving. Wait, is... Derek is driving, and Styles has a feeling that something bad is going to happen and tells Derek to turn around. So he does. He does, like, that action movie, like, swing around and takes off in the other direction. And then Styles gets shot with something, some, some sort of injury, and he's having – he's, like, blacking out. Yep, pretty much. I think I summed it up. I don't think we're missing anything, right? No. Nope. But basically, it was pandemonium. It was an action movie, and there was a lot happening, a very intense situation at the house. Thankfully for Johnny, not a lot of character talking. (laughs) Not a lot of character talking. Um, I mean, we know Derek gets injured Uh at the house, so he's already kind of weak um, and trying to recoup. Yeah, and then we we were left on the cliffhanger of what's going to happen at Styles. Yeah. We are. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do this. So. <clears throat> are we going to have a lot of characters this time? Do you know? <sighs> Maybe. Oh. There's going to be a lot of talking. Okay. I, I wish you all the luck. <laughs> okay. It felt like jerking awake to the sensation of falling. 
like just catching yourself from nodding off upright at your desk. Styles' eyes flew open as if seconds had passed, his hands flying to his shoulder, but the familiar cozy interior of the Camaro was absent. The roar of the engine as Derek accelerated pushed the car to carry them away from danger throbbed in Styles' chest. That sound had vanished too. Derek's voice calling his name over and over still felt as though it was ringing in his ears, even though the world around them was dark and silent. Hey, Derek said in a soothing, gentle murmur that Styles had never heard before. He was at his side in his face partially illuminated by a flashlight standing up on the ground. He looked pallid, gaunt. Take it easy. Styles glanced around. They were surrounded by trees and the ground below them was a gradual incline that grew steeper the further down into the trees it went. Just above, moonlight caught the edge of what he thought was a metal guardrail, indicating Derek had pulled them off the side of the road. Where? Not far from town. I got us as far as I dared before I had to stop. Styles licked his dry lips. They tasted of blood and startling metallic tang made him nod slowly as he processed what had happened. He'd been shot. Derek had kept going, knowing if they stopped there, they would have no chance. He'd driven as far as he could before stopping because Styles was bleeding out, had gone into shock, had a panic attack, something. So why didn't he feel like someone with a hole in his shoulder? His body was largely resting against the sloping embankment, and Derek's hand was splayed on his torso, stopping him from rising further than his initial jerk upright. It hovered a little, letting him sit up more carefully to take stock of himself, but didn't move away entirely. Even in spite of the situation, the contact, the care made warmth contract, contact in Styles' belly. His muscles ached with the movement. Blood strained his long-sleeved t-shirt, the lingering dampness making his, his skin prickle with a chill in the night air. Gingerly, he raised his fingers to touch at his wound, wounded shoulder. It felt sore, stiff, but definitely not like a bullet had torn through it. He glanced at Derek, seeing his face blank, if weary and sickly, but he didn't stop Styles from tugging the collar of his shirt aside to get a good look at the wound. The wound that was now a dark, mottled bruise, tender, but no gaping, bloody mess of tissue. Derek, he asked, voice rough and raspy with trepidation. What is this? It's something I've only seen once. Derek murmured, fatigued, but also anxiously distracted like his mind was work working over something other than their conversation. It's something not all wolves know about. Even for an alpha, it's unheard of. My mother did it to save Laura. 
when she was stabbed through the chest with a lead pipe in the riots in our hometown. Stiles frowned, studying what he could see on Derek's face. Derek, what have you done? How, how was it that Stiles had been shot and Derek, the one with super healing, looked like he was about to collapse? Derek shook his head. I'm fine. It'll pass if I rest. What did you do? Stiles demanded again, the firmness in his tone dragging Derek's gaze back to him, reflecting the torchlight in his eyes in a way that no humans would. It was like he was using his abilities to make the most of the diminutive light, to catch everything he could of Stiles' reaction to his next words. It's similar to how I take your pain, but more, he added. I guess it could be considered invasive, drawing your pain while pushing some of my power through you simultaneously. Enough to let it heal you. It can be dangerous. My mother nearly lost her alpha power entirely when she did it for Laura. But she just managed to hang on. So did I. Okay, I got a question. Uh-huh. All right, so he, he mentions alpha power. Do alphas have different... At levels of power than like a non-alpha? Yes. Like they carry more power or they have like different... Yes. Is it just like a strong, stronger, I guess? Yes. Yeah. All, all of the above. Okay. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's it. Just, just questioning. So uh, Derek is an alpha at this point? Yes. Derek is an alpha. Okay. Sorry, my new beard is itching. I decided to see how, how long I can grow it. Okay. <laughs> so Tyler, when he grows his beard, it grows this way. And it will never, he just, he gets bigger. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Styles reached for Derek, who flinched back as if afraid of what Styles might do with his hand. For a moment, it was just suspended midair, not touching. Weary eyes watched him, and Styles just didn't get it. Derek was acting as if Derek was acting as if the subtle, tactile nature of their friendship had changed somehow, and is as if he were afraid it had changed. At least, Derek, I don't give a damn how invasive it was. You saved my life. Styles breathed, reaching firm again. This time, Derek frowned as he sat back on the ground, more fully, turning his gaze away from Stiles and up to the moonlight, peeking from behind the tall trees. The thick, immovable mass of their trunks reached skyward for what seemed like forever, ancient as the earth and as tall as skyscrapers in the quiet darkness. You saved mine, Derek replied wistfully. So even, Stiles said. So what's wrong? If it's about what happened at the house, Derek, we both did what we had to do to survive. I'm not proud of what we did. 
but they would have killed us, or worse. Derek set his jaw. It's not about the house. Stiles glared. Well then, tell me what the hell is going on? Because we have to get our asses moving, and I feel like I'm missing something big here. Derek's head didn't turn to him. He didn't so much as twitch, staring ever upward as if the heavens had the answers. His lips parted long before the words came to them. There's just something you need to know. And I don't know how to explain it to someone who didn't grow up in my world. What I did, Styles. it's not something I could have done for anyone. I can take anyone's pain. It's something I draw from them, but to give something to another's body, push the alpha spark through it where it needs to heal. It needs a path to travel along. It needs circuit to direct the current. Stiles' blood ran cold. Is there something wrong with me? Tilking, tilt, Laugh, laugh, laugh. Tilting his chin to regard Styles fully, Derek gave him a look of a person who had just asked something both foolish and sad. And Alpha's spark is a blaze of power inside them. Something that heightens their senses, their strength, gives them the capacity to be more than other wolves. My uncle Peter used to say, the intensity of that spark was what made an Alpha's eyes burn red when their power spiked. Oh, ow. Stiles stared at him, his shoulder throbbing. He rubbed at it absently, without turning his eyes away. He didn't understand where this, where this was going. Are you saying you made me a werewolf? Derek's mouth set in a grim, frustrated line, and he dragged his palm over the back of his neck. A trait that Stiles realized with a start. Derek had inherited from him over the weeks, months. I didn't bite you. I didn't turn you. Derek assured him, like I said, it's hard to explain this to someone who doesn't know what I know. This is knowledge my pack was just born into. There was a long silence where Derek seemed to be running through what to say before he managed to find the words. There's a lot of Derek talking in this chapter. Gonna heard, do you got, do you have water? Like liquid nearby. Mm, root beer. <laughs> Glass bottle root beer. Like creme la creme. The mm -hmm. best ever. Okay. <sighs> the emissaries used to say that someone doesn't need to be supernatural to do something amazing. Humans can work Wolvesbane. They can run up to 45 kilometers per hour. 
They can lift entire car wrecks to get a trapped child. It's the power of their training or board skill or belief that makes them able to do so. But when someone has a spark, it's just more. Every ordinary werewolf has a spark and that makes them capable of inhuman acts. But a wolf with an alpha spark is capable of things unheard of. It's a burst of just more. Am I making sense? Styles' head hurt with how much he was frowning and probably the stress of the entire day. I'm a spark. Derek's expression twisted a little. Yes and no. It's not really something you are. It's something you have. Something you can use if your skill or belief or strength of will is strong enough. It can be a catalyst to make things happen. Hello. I'm here. No, I am listening. I, so <clears throat> I guess I'm confused as to why Styles thinks he's a spark, right? Because we have Derek saying that when he tried to push his power through him, uh -huh. right? Into him so that he could heal, uh -huh. something happened, right? That's basically what is happening. It, it, it didn't take where it drained more of Derek's power than he expected? No, okay. So basically what Derek is saying is that with an ordinary human, he could not have healed him. In order oh. to push that power into someone, there has to be a conduit. There has to be somewhere for it to go. Okay, and Styles has that something. Yeah, Styles has far. that something in him. He has that, like, that circuit inside of him that could mm -hmm. accept the power. Interesting. So, Styles isn't a spark. He has a spark. Okay. Which, I mean, I think we've been a little suspicious of anyway because he has that, like, sense about things. Yeah. I think he's suspicious of it, too. He knows something's not off. I don't want to say off about him, but, you know, he has something. Yeah, like in the sh in the sh TV show, okay? Like you you're in season three, right? I think so. <laughs> okay, like remember in season two when Deaton has Styles spreading the mountain ash around an entire building. Mhm. Mm yeah. And he like has like only a handful of ash left, and he kind of just has to believe that he can get he can close the line with the amount of mountain ash he still has in his hand. Mm -hmm. That's the spark. Okay. Like he has, to, like he can use that if he has it in him. And if he just believes that he has it in him, you know? Mm -hmm. So do they ever explain what the spark is? And no, I, that's one of the things that frustrates uh, me so much. They okay. never touch on that again. That's frustrating. <laughs> Is it ever discussed? Because I know you read a lot of Teen Wolf fan fiction. <laughs> we'll get back to our story in a second. But do has anybody taken um, 
liberties with making it Thanon of what he is. Every single time. Yeah. So what, I mean, what's like common? Uh, there's a lot of like, he has like the Kintsune in him, mm-hmm. like the wolf's, like the fox spirit. There's a lot of he making him like a fae, like either like a fairy mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, there's a lot of like Drew, uh, Deaton taking him under as an apprentice mm-hmm. to t- teach him to be a druid. Okay. So it kind of just varies. It's everything. Yeah. Okay. Some of my favorites are like making him fay though. I don't know why. Hmm. There was once where he was like, there was one that I read not too long ago where he was like a fairy prince <laughs> that was born in, um, in Beacon Hills mm-hmm. and couldn't go back to like the Underrealm because he was born in our world. So they had to set up a third fairy kingdom for him to rule. Hmm. Sounds interesting. That one was really weird though because like the entire pack became his lo- love slaves. <laughs> giant orgy yeah it was like it was like a hundred chapters of orgies uh, you know sometimes those are great reads <laughs> you just need a little uh explicit in your life yeah i think that like he made at one point he made scott pregnant <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> so oh my goodness okay but yeah back they- to our oh go ahead Spark is the spark is very fanon. So it's just so annoying that they would touch on it and then like never mention it again. Come yeah, on. at least like round it out. No, that's something that's just kind of left un untied. Mm-hmm. Annoying. Okay, but so much happens to Styles in six seasons. It's oh yeah. Okay, let's get back to our broadcast. Agreed. Styles must have looked as skeptical as he felt because Derek continued like a stage actor, seeing they were losing their audience. Did you not wonder why you never got sick or how you healed just a little bit better and faster than normal? Nothing supernaturally remarkable, but definitely faster than I've seen most humans heal. Did you never question how you made things at the tower last so long? How you made so much food grow so well? I never came into the greenhouse because I knew your spark was helping to maintain it and I didn't want to corrupt it. He turned to face Styles fully now as if urged on by the desperation to make him understand. Styles, you made a tiny patch of wolfsbane spread through the entire forest just by being there. You made the candles last impossibly long. Oh my gosh, that is, you know, that brings us back to the, I think maybe the first chapter or, or part two of chapter one, um, where the, <laughs> I think the line says, 
um, Styles thinks he must have lit it wrong because yeah. the candle burned quicker with um, Derek being there. So, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, because Derek, Derek, Derek lit the candle, and Styles is wondering, did he light it wrong? Light it wrong because normally it lasts longer. Hmm. So, what? Uh, uh, There's gonna be a lot of discussion in this one. Sorry, I don't want. I don't mean to, but no, it's like, fine. what that's... is it? What is it about Derek that's causing like the corruption? I think it's just like the wolf magic versus the. I don't know. Magic. I think it's just like the um, Styles. Uh, Styles' spark just doesn't. He doesn't know how to use it yet. Mm-hmm. So when it's he's alone, it works just fine. But when there's other people around, it's not working because he doesn't know how to use it yet. Styles felt as if the wind had been knocked out of him with the strength of the realizing blow as it all clicked into place. I always had this prickle. I always had this prickle of awareness. Nothing major, just a feeling, you know? Enough to warn me when danger was near. His voice was distant as he cast his mind back to all the times his luck had gotten him out of a tight spot. Feeling overwhelmed, giddy with the realization and the impossibility of it all, he let out a nervous laugh. Man, I could have gotten... Ugh. Crap. Man, I couldn't have gotten a spark in my increased strength or something huh (laughs) (laughs) what a styles thing to say styles so i so am i what am i exactly then why have i got this spark of power how did i get it Derek was evidently realizing the difficulty in explaining something he had grown up just knowing as it took him a moment to answer Humans have sparks, too. It's just like some people are faster, some are stronger. It's part of who you are. It always has been. Although, maybe it got more noticeable as you had to rely on it more. Out here, on your own. It's a part of you that burns brighter than everyone else. There was something so beautifully intimate and perfect about the way Derek had said that, his voice soft and the light subtle in his eyes. He was so close and and the all Derek expressed was both terrifying and overwhelming. Styles was stunned speechless by it. His lips parted without a sound as he drifted on the explanation he hadn't realized he'd been waiting for all this time. A human could have a spark. All supernaturals had a spark. Alphas had a more powerful one than other wolves that typically heightened their abilities. He had a spark. He had an image of a little ball of electric light in his chest, splitting embers, or in Derek's case, burning the same vibrant red of his eyes. So could I do more? He asked, voice a little hoarse. Use it for more? I think maybe 
Deaton could teach you a few things. Maybe how to make it more reliable. But it's not like a booster you can switch to your strength, speed, or brain power. It's different for different people. For you, it I think it seems like. Like I can make the batteries last longer in the flashlight and have a spidey sense. Style suggested a little disappointment tinging his shock now. Derek's lips twisted up at one corner and that warm look touched his eyes again as he said, I thought of it more like an ex a spark to extend life. Aww, kind of sweet. Yeah, isn't it? Styles was absolutely stunned by his words, but the, by the sight of him, everything about him not for the first time. His chest felt tight, like the spark they spoke of was zinging through his ribcage like a firework. He swallowed. It was a poetic yet sensible way to look at it. He supposed that the feeling, the sense he had for danger had helped prolong his life more than once. He'd been able to extend the life of a candle, of the generator, the torch batteries. He'd been able to make life flourish in the greenhouse. It made sense, and he gave a small nod of agreement as he thought it through. Though it didn't stop the burn of heat from suffusing his cheeks with color at Derek's intensity. How can I not know something like this about myself? He almost whispered, reeling, feeling like he was spinning in a dark room with no sense of which way was up and which way was down. It's more common than you think, Derek said with a reflective tone that suggested he was remembering the way it used to be. Unless they are aware of the supernatural. Humans rarely realize it for what it is. They usually recognize it as a gift, a, tel a talent, or skill, or luck, Styles offered. Derek's lick twist twitched. Yeah, luck. My mother had a theory that the humans with the spark were the ones that could survive the bite. I don't know if that's true or not, but if you didn't have it, Styles, you'd be dead by now. Styles blinked. I resent the implication that I'm incapable of taking care of myself outside of some supernatural current running through me. <laughs> With the, two, the, the two of them, like they just can't, they just can't. They're, they're can't take, or Styles can't take, like it's not like a compliment, but it's, he's not like being mean about it either. The thing is, they're like this in the show, too. I know. <laughs> I mean, shit, you know, Hyper Little Norton nailed it, but it's still just frustrating. I'm like, boys, come on. Okay. Even the, it, it goes right up to the last episode of Teen Wolf. Mm. Where they're just, they mess with each other. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that they're, they're, they're friends, but sarcasm wins out. Which is great. I mean, it was great for their characters. It, it matches them, but it's also just from, you know, 
just a little frustrating. Yeah. Too. It's meant to be, but. It's frustrating with this slow burn. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to touch back on the summary really quick. Because last chapter, we had an almost kiss. Almost. It came close. And then the rest of us got blue balled. And we're here now. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of blue balled. Um, Johnny, this week, has started the process to legally change their name to Johnny McGregor. Yay, that's so exciting. Uh, yes. Congratulations. Yeah. How, how long does the process take? Months and lots and lots of money. Oh, geez. Well, good luck. I'm Just very even, excited. To even start the process, it's, eight, it's $287. <laughs> Oof, just to start. Yeah. Yeah. But also very exciting. I'm yeah. very excited for you. With a despairing sigh, Derek replied, I meant that if you didn't, I wouldn't have been able to heal you. He said, sounded as weary as he looked now, worn down, still clammy, and pallid like someone recovering from the flu. There were dark circles around his eyes. So why do you look like shit, Alpha Spark? <laughs> Derek gave a short gust of laughter, and just like that, the tension between them, born from Derek's uncertainty at how Styles would react to what he told him, ebbed away into their usual comfortable companionship. When I healed you, your spark drew a mind to heal you. A spark can burn out. Mine, Spark, could have when I healed you. Stiles stared at him. Then why did you risk it? He asked before he could stop himself. The only answer he received was a little flicker of warmth in the slightly crinkling corners of Derek's eyes and a dip of Derek's chin as he turned his gaze toward the trees. It's so sweet. <laughs> his... Yeah. Like Olaf, like some people are worth uh, unsparking for. <laughs> It'll recover with a little rest, Derek murmured after a while, drawing his knees up to rest his arms across them. Styles stared down the subtle incline they rested on, focusing on the place it turned steep and treacherous as it was swallowed by the shadows of the trees was it weird that he trusted Derek this much to sit in the middle of the end of the world in near darkness and just know it was all right here in his company danger felt like the stars and moon above as absent and not an afterthought beyond the thick covers of trees they had to get moving he didn't know how far from town Derek had managed to get them before he had to focus on Styles' wound. But he knew that much. The hunters couldn't be far behind. The world was still moving too fast, and they had to remain one step ahead. I can't stop thinking about how much blood is probably in the seat of that Camaro. Well, I was just going to ask, where the hell is the car? Like, they're on an incline, like, side of the road but I had 
I don't think they've we've mentioned the car. No. And I'm worried. But I mean, I'm assuming it's just like right there. Yeah. <clears throat> but also, yeah, I'm, imagine cleaning that. It's not like they had extra cleaning supplies. <laughs> yeah, like there's like there must be a lot of blood in the seat of that Camaro. And I'm just yes. thinking, oh my God, that poor car. I mean, mm. obviously Styles, but yeah, he's doing okay. He's fine. He'll survive. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> Still, he had to ask. So the Alpha Spark is what connects him or her to their pack? Derek's head jerked toward him in surprise. Surprise at the astuteness of Styles' words. If Styles' expression was anything to go by, he gave a small nod, which Styles echoed. I already do I already knew that the bigger the pack, the stronger the alpha. All wolves have a spark. It's just the alpha spark is more. He wondered if Derek had had anyone to talk to about this sort of thing, his heritage, his beliefs, his species. Styles didn't think so and thought that he was perhaps almost as isolating as living alone in the woods. So the connection between a pack fills the alpha sp feeds the alpha spark like a fire making it burn brighter, right? It's like a current that flows between them constantly. Derek gave a short nod, but there was confusion in his eyes as if he weren't entirely sure where Styles is going with this. So Styles began softly and carefully, very aware the tact had never been his special speciality. Couldn't he use it to find Cora? Sometimes I swear I can feel something of her in the distance, Derek murmured, wincing as if struck at the mention of Cora's name. The words seemed difficult to get out, not only because of how fatigued he was. It's like knowing you're not alone in the room. But there is no direction to the presence. I just know it's there. He ha he hesitated. It's faint. Styles frowned as he tried to remember every scarce scrap of information he'd heard about werewolves before he'd lost contact with the world years ago. I heard that an alpha's cry could carry for miles, but I guess you can hardly howl down the moon now. Without drawing Gerard to us as well as her, Derek made a noise of thought of memory and drifted in his own mind before answering. An alpha has to establish their pack, connect. I never had the chance to do that with her. Again, after I inherited the position. If I had, we would have been able to find each other anywhere. Again, there was a fleeting glimpse of Derek as a much younger man who'd never had the chance to process and work through his grief. A deeply submerged weakness that resurfaced more and more, the stronger the trust grew between them. Styles was reminded that one perfect moment earlier that day, when he drifted off besides Derek on the same bed, the initial jerk in his belly when he'd awoken to Derek's face so close 
a finger across his lips. The whatever that was in the aftermath of the Battle of the House. He never wanted to make the world right for someone in his life. We'll find her, Giles. I did it again, Stiles said gently. Reaching out to cups Derek's hand, where it had been resting on his own knee, and squeezing in earnest reassurance. We'll find her, Derek, I promise. Derek had tucked the Camaro into an inlet of trees along the road above. A rushed, fleeting decision of hope that anyone driving past would miss it in the darkness. Luckily, no one had followed yet. They hadn't had to test the feeble hiding place. Gerard will send reinforcements, Derek said as they climbed gingerly over the guardrail, a wince breaking his features as he struggled to remain upright. It's about pride with him. Pride and some sort of misguided mission statement. Entertainment. He won't stop. We have to find out if Cora and Isaac are really in that old nature reserve and get a fa as far away from Gerard as possible. His voice had taken that stubborn, distant quality again, as if afraid of letting how much it would break him to leave without finding Cora again show through. Stiles tactfully said nothing, only nodding as they staggered through the car. I hope they have something back at the settlement to get blood out of leather. Stiles said, not sure how to feel about his blood on Derek's leather seats. Apparently, we're all thinking the same thing. We were a little ahead of, ahead of the story there. <laughs> Derek wiped it away with one of the spare shirts loose in the back. I'll deal with the stain when we're safe. Doesn't the smell bother you? Stiles asked. But Derek only grunted. Uh. <laughs> Stunning Stiles by opening the passenger door for himself after wiping the seat clean. Without Stiles having to insist, he was in better shape to take the will. It had been an automatic decision to trust him, leave him to the task to get them to safety. Stiles couldn't help the beginnings of a smile touching his lips, even and missed the turmoil. <laughs> Stiles' shoulder, his muscle clenched in protest as he pulled on a nearly clean shirt and hoodie from the back. He settled into the driver's seat in time to glimpse a hole in Derek's seat where the bullet had gone through. It was still lodged. It was probably still lodged in it somewhere, and Stiles felt incredibly uncomfortable about that especially given Derek's super senses. So, like, I'm also just trying to think of the logistics of this bullet. Did it go through a window? Did it shatter, like, the back window, front window? Did the hunter, like, go through an open window? Like, how? What? That is a very good question. Knowing what I know about projectiles, which is not enough. Yeah. Um... 
either it would have had to have shattered through the windshield to go into yeah. his shoulder, or Styles had the window down. Yeah. And like maybe it went in at like angled, but I, yeah. man, I don't Probably know. Logistics not important. Uh huh. Probably what happened is when Derek made his Fast and Furious move, the mm -hmm. bullet went through Styles' window and into his shoulder. Makes sense. Yeah. So the windows must have been down. So. So yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not important at all. I'm just no, curious. it's not. <laughs> I do not know anything about projectiles, but that is my guess. Yeah. Derek glanced at him with a frown as he pulled his own door shut, evidently wondering what he was staring at. It all felt so surreal to be this normal in the wake of everything that had happened. Styles supposed the brain's ability to compartmentalize to get through trauma, to push it all away until it was safe to break down on higher ground, was even more astounding than the professionals he'd seen as a youth as a youth had advised. He was going to fall to pieces in his dad's arms when he saw him again. When not when, not if. He knew that Derek would do whatever it took to help him get home. That he wasn't alone on that seemingly impossible journey. That Jarek. That Jarek. Now we're bringing the labyrinth in here, apparently. <laughs> that Derek had his back. He'd had risked the very thing that had likely given him the advantage in order to survive this long. There wasn't much more he could do to earn Styles' trust than that. The Camaro rumbled to, into life, and Styles reversed it back onto the road before guiding it forward through the dark, empty void between the trees. Derek, he said after, he asked after they were far enough along the road that the woods had completely shrouded the sky from view. Silence had filled the car, and Derek's body had slumped a little as exhaustion started to take its toll. Styles' mind had been racing through, made worse by the quiet. He had to ask, When did you realize I had a spark? Derek had said he'd avoided coming into the greenhouse for that reason, after all. I felt it when I took your pain, after the mountain lion attacked, Derek murmured, his head resting limply back against the headrest, tilting toward the now-closed window so that Styles could glimpse his reflection to the glass. He looked pensive, still strained, as if his thoughts were all that kept him from unconsciousness. His thoughts and probably Styles' lack of verbal restraint. There, that answers our questions. The window was open, so the projectile went mm -hmm. through the window. Makes sense. Why didn't you mention it before? Styles asked, feeling like he'd been struck all this time, and you never even hinted. Di uh, Derek's Jeez. head rolled slowly toward him without ever really lifting from its resting place. His pupils were still dilated, conspiring with the darkness to swallow any color in his eyes, but his focus on Styles had never had laser precision. Would, would you have believed me? 
he asked, and there was a cushion of warmth around the challenge. Styles's gaze lingered as long as he dared before turning back to the dark road. It was getting steadily steeper with more time the further away from town they moved. I guess not, he admitted. He admitted. The sense that answer made and the truth in it didn't assage. Assage? Assage? Assage his irritation or hurt any, though. What mom said. Huh? I said what mom said. What mom said. <laughs> assuage. Assuage. Okay, mom, mom says assuage. <laughs> I guess not, he admitted. The sense that answer made and the truth in it didn't assuage his irritation or hurt any, though. It made him prickle uncomfortably after the realization of just how much he trusted Derek how comfortable he'd gotten with him. You could have said something any time after that, he pressed, unable to let it go just like that. Derek ex exhaled, tired and frustrated. It's a pretty unbelievable fact to hand someone who, did, who didn't grow up with the knowledge I did about the supernatural, especially someone who had no reason to trust a word I was saying anyway. Stiles swallowed, thinking of the moment he'd woken to find a strange creature in his tower, breaking the solitude and illusion of safety he'd built around himself. He tried to imagine how he might have reacted then to this knowledge, but he couldn't. He hadn't even believed his father was alive at first, hadn't dared to. It struck him, that then, it struck him then that the, what the exact, oh my goodness. It struck him then what the exact words that Derek had used meant, and his breath skipped over an inhalation, two, three. What those words implied was that Derek hadn't said anything because he hadn't thought Styles would trust him enough to believe something so outrageous. Styles wasn't sure if it was because Derek had so little self-worth because his negative experience with people or perhaps a million other things and those combined. But he heard what Derek meant, out, meant loud and clear. The instances where Derek hesitated to utilize his true abilities were just a few examples of the fact that, for whatever reason, Derek didn't think that Styles trusted him. I wouldn't have believed you, Stiles agreed. He moistened his lip before adding, but I do now. He trusted him now, imperfections not, notwithstanding. Another of his glance, glances caught Derek's eyes following the movement of his mouth, and Stiles' breath skittered again just for a moment. He looked firmly back at the road, and after a long while, he heard Derek's breathing deepen with sleep. The impression impression of the fawn surprise on Derek's face, inspired by his words, didn't leave him until long after the sun came up. Wow. Oh, that was a lot calmer than the last chapter. Oh, yeah. And we, I think we needed that reprieve, though, right? Because, oh, that last chapter was a doozy. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Well, last section, the last half. So are we done with chapter five? Yeah, that was the last of chapter five. 
Oh, wow. Oh, so we're like right at the halfway point, right? Uh, chapter six, after we finish chapter six, we'll be at the halfway point. After. Oh, so good. So I guess, um, you know, at this point, if I'm going to try to make a prediction or think about what is to come, are they going to continue on their journey to try to find Cora and Isaac? Or are they just going to give up and go to the settlement, the safe haven where all their people are? What do you know? I, I don't know. It's tough, right? Because Derek has been not wanting to search for Cora and Isaac. He, you know, he, he thinks basically it's like a waste of time. They're dead or whatever. Like, oh, but Styles is still like holding out hope for it, basically. So, you know, I'm sure we're going to have like a catalyst where they probably have another argument about what to do next. You know, they're already being followed by hunters, so it would be a risk to try to find Cora and Isaac. But then is it also a risk that they're being followed and they're going to take them to this new settlement? What do they do? You know, they, I don't think there's a right way. I don't, I don't know what I would do. Probably go to the settlement with the other people. They probably yeah. have, like, prepared to fight or whatever, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Me on my... I would have tried to sneak up behind Gerard and shot him in the back. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they ought, I don't think these two have the capacity or the weapons or anything. I don't, I don't mean, like, literally sh sh shoot him in the back. I mean, like, surprising, surprise him and, like, take him down before they ha he has a chance to follow me again. Oh, yeah. I get that, too. But, so, um, I think... Maybe what I would do if I was Derek and Styles is go to the settlement, right, and get help, maybe, or kind of like recoup, and then go back out to Cora. But then you risk like her moving again. So yeah, I, I don't know. You risk either her moving again or Gerard catching up to her. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. We'll see. We will I'm see. Curious to see. I want to thank Hyper Little Nori real quick. She has been working so hard to make sure the Ships of Chaos uh, archive of our own is up to date. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Hyper Little Nori. Um, Katie, yeah, you don't even realize how much we appreciate you. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So... But she is our number one fan, and she has been doing so much to help us mm -hmm. to make sure that we can do this. Yeah, absolutely. So, and with that being said, I mean, we want everybody to join in on the conversation about Radio Tower, about any fan fiction, really. I mean, we're open to everything. We read everything, I think, truly, all kinds of fandoms. So join in on the conversation. So our Facebook page is Ships of Chaos. Um, we also have an Instagram, but we're more active on Facebook. I think. And we do have an archive of our own where you can uh, get the links to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. 
Um, and I mean, we still have, <clears throat> excuse me, we still have quite a few chapters to go of Radio Tower, but we're also at a point where we should start talking about what else do you guys want to hear? Are there other fandoms you'd be interested in hearing a good fic about? You know, let us know. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks all for joining us on this chaotic Thursday. Um, be on the lookout for a bonus episode that should air the same day as this one, which is our New Year's Eve special. Um, Johnny, is there anything that you can give away about this story? Have you picked your final? I have this not. Point? Have you picked? Okay. I will pick. I will pick a story tomorrow, and I will message the the author. So I'm not even sure what we're going to hear, but I'm very excited for, you know, I think the bonus episodes are fun. So I, I just, I've been so tired with work, getting used to working again. I haven't even shaved in like two weeks and I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm going to, cause I'm like, I'm trying to see if I can actually grow a beard. Well, it's a lot of work to shave. Yeah. Grow it out. I think I may grow a goatee. Do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, I hope everybody has a happy New Year's. Stay safe. And we will see you next Chaotic Thursday. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye. Okay. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We'd like to thank Hyper Little Noi for allowing us to read her masterpiece, Radio Tower, and to our listeners who welcome us into their homes every week. We love any reviews, downloads, subscriptions. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and archive of our own as Ships of Chaos. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Chaotic Thursday. <laughs>